Hello and welcome to another episode of Overdrinkers. I'm the host of this show and my name is Mike Burge. And today I am joined by two heavily attractive males. Thank you. Thanks. They are. Who are they? You You are. I am Jeremy Kolajewski. Yes. And? I'm Brian Castellano. Yes. And you know what that means. We're talking Star Wars again. Yeah. Uh, this da, da, episode, da, da. we are drinking blue milk. Cheers. Cheers. Once again. <sighs> Delicious and blue. And uh, yeah, we're talking about the, the Force Awakens. That, like seventh movie? Episode before? seven, The Force Awakens, just in time for, we're recording this on December 10th, 2017. About four days before episode eight, The Last Jedi, the is world, coming out. The world premiere was just last night. The mm-hmm. world premiere was just... What, how did, what did everybody say? Um, well, there aren't any like full reviews out right? Yet, but, but uh, any... there's, there's like some like Twitter people going out there. It's like, oh my God, it's everything that I ever wanted. Like It's great. great. Um, very clutch. There's clutch. this, there's this uh, very like critical YouTuber of, um, of the Star Wars franchise, Jenny Nicholson. Okay. Um, she she loved it, and that's that's a big surprise because she's she's been very critical of the uh, of the recent Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. So, well, rightly so, right? But but she says that uh, she she was overjoyed by how the Last Jedi turned out. So we have that. To I mean, look that's forward to. just like you know, right off the bat with the Last Jedi is just like it's record it's made it's recorded by Ryan Johnson. He recorded it. <laughs> He, he was in charge of the recording of he it. He penned it. Yes. And he, he ordered everyone to act accordingly. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson, uh, for those that don't know, was of uh, Brick and Brothers Bloom and Looper fame and uh, two great episodes of Breaking Bad as well. Three. Is it three? Yeah. yeah. I know he did Ozymandias. He did The Fly one. He, he did, did another one in he there? He did another one in season five. 54? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. Maybe it's not four. Maybe it's like 52. It's like 50-something. Yeah, like the the flat, the weird... Oh, no, no spoilers. So we won't do that. Yeah, we'll bring that Yeah, we won't bring that. But yes, a uh, uh, very accomplished yeah. uh, young director. Uh, Brick is amazing. Looper is a lot of fun and has actually aged very well. First mm-hmm. time I saw Looper, wasn't really all that into it. I liked it, obviously, because it's, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, I bought it about a year ago... Or a little over a year ago, when it was announced that Ryan Johnson was making episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought it because I wanted to really... That's the closest to what he's doing Absolutely. with Star Wars. Like, that's it's sci-fi. No, Big production. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let me check this out. And it's gotten a lot better. I don't, you guys have seen Looper? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You I, guys I, like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, liked, I, liked I, liked, I loved it when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I just had... I had reservations. I was going through some shit. When Looper mm-hmm. first came out, and I was like, I was a little snobby, and like I wanted the movie to be what I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and I, I had no idea about like the intent of the people creating it, or who the audience was being made for, if it wasn't made for me, that stuff like that. And the more I've grown into that kind of understanding while watching movies, Looper has gotten a lot better. Have you, you guys have seen Brothers Bloom though, right? I have not. No, that's the one. That's the one little dent of Ryan Johnson's filmography we do not have. We just that's, watched. Uh, that's Bre- my favorite one of his. Really? It's probably his least 
most like celebrated because Brick is just an amazing noir. Mm-hmm. It was a huge uh, turning point for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Looper was you know, Bruce Willis is in a fucking movie, time travel <laughs> again with Joseph Gordon with Joseph Gordon Levitt with a nose. <laughs> oh, um, that nose! Yeah, and of course, like yeah, he he got really great Breaking Bad episodes, so mm-hmm. everybody was always talking about that. That's one of the main reasons I finally decided to break in to Breaking Bad. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Get it? I get it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, wait. But I love Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom is great. It's a con artist movie like The Sting and stuff like that. It's a phenomenal, great movie. And Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. that's He comes from that. Like Zodiac and Brothers Bloom came out and all of a sudden it was like, Mark Ruffalo is it. He's he is an, hot. He, he's a really good he's actor. He's a really, really good actor. Yeah. We just watched Brick recently. It's, it's, I've seen it before, but this was Brian's first time watching yeah. Brick. <gasps> I just saw it last week. I, I was so enthralled. Talk to us about it. Oh man! Uh, On the Star Wars podcast, <laughs> I I just love how much of a, a high school fantasy it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's not reality, but it it's like a mythology of how like this high school works. How it, it like functions like a police academy, not not a police academy, like a police station. Yeah, where the vice principal is the chief, mm-hmm. and he's asking for his badge. But instead of asking for his badge, he's asking for his uh, his ice pack. Mm-hmm. He's putting down on the. T- I, was, I love all that. I it's thought great that was stuff, great. Yeah. Yeah, me as a you, I I wish everybody could see the smile that's on Brian's face as he's explaining. <laughs> Brick is a phenomenally executed movie. You can tell that he'd been working on that probably since he was in high school. Absolutely, and that's probably why the setting is such. Mm-hmm. It's his high school. It's his old high right. school. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't it's, know that. Yeah, and it's, it's great. he's just a. Ryan Johnson is one of the, and I swear to God, we'll get to the Force Awakens eventually, yeah. guys. And we'll JJ, just knock this one out there. The actual director of the Force Awakens, JJ Abrams. <laughs> yeah, uh, corporate tool. Um, oh. uh, I like him a lot, uh, <laughs> but Ryan Johnson is very much a. He seems like an honest director. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he writes his own stuff. He directs his own stuff. Right then and there, you have this kind of feeling of a person that has not only the want but the ability to see things through. Like mm-hmm. they come up with an idea, they figure out how to sell it. They're the only one that can envision it, and they can envision it well and pull it off. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect choice for a middle saga in star wars he's Mm -hmm. the perfect one to like bring it to a different level whether it's darker or not than what they usually want because just forward the middle ones are always darker Mm -hmm. right but the middle ones also too always push things forward Mm -hmm. empire strikes back broke new ground and kind of showed expanded the star wars universe which up to that point had really consisted of only one tiny little story that didn't Mm -hmm. really go to too many places Mm -hmm. pretty much went to the death star tatooine and yavin 4 and that's about it. It's, yeah. That's literally yeah, it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's and it. then, you know, Empire went all over the place. Cloud City, Hoth, Dagobah, uh, places that didn't exist before 1980, mm-hmm. which are now everybody knows what you mean when you say Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones launched it forward, like, what, 10 years? Yeah. It, yeah, like, yeah, like yes. the entire... After the Phantom Menace? After the Phantom yeah, Menace, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, like it's you had a little tiny Jake Lloyd... Mm-hmm. And then you had little tiny Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Little tiny baby Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. You guys ever see the movie Life is a House? Life is a House? Life is a House where he plays like an emo punk rock kid that gives blowjobs for drugs. Oh. Uh, Isn't that... It's, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. That sounds more like Jake Lloyd's life. Right. right. That is actually a little... Oh, I don't even want to joke about Poor that. Kid. Yeah. Poor kid. Uh, He's going through a lot. Yeah. Isn't he in jail? Probably he uh, he, let's, let's he uh, the subject. he I'm got a, he had one too many pod racing 
experiences. <laughs> he, he tried spinning, and it didn't. It didn't work. Oh out. man! Let me try spinning. That usually works. That's maybe let's change the subject. Yeah, well, to that, a this is probably a good point to uh, break into more important, more the Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson, though, we're very excited about the Last Jedi. I'm sure yeah. we'll sprinkle some more in there oh, throughout. But uh, for now, let us let us refer to the Force Awakens. A uh, 2015 joint feels like forever ago. Only came out two years ago. It doesn't I, feel like forever ago to me. Feels like forever ago. <laughs> I feel like it's 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 changed a lot of things. Like I feel like we're in like a post Force Awakens, definitely Hollywood in a way where um, since since Star Wars came back and it came back so successfully, I feel like a lot more old properties are getting greenlit. Like a whole a whole lot of old properties were getting greenlit before Force Awakens. But because of the, like the sheer success of it, I feel like more Hollywood studios have a lot more confidence in reviving old projects and bringing them to the big screen and what have you. It's like mm-hmm. what they're doing with the Terminator series. Right. They're bringing it back to nostalgic roots like Force Awakens did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the one of the big gripes against The Force Awakens, um, which I'll flat out say I, I disagree with. Oh, same. Is that uh, because of its nostalgic roots that it is in some way inferior because it copies or pays homage too heavily to the mm-hmm. format and story of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, they did that on purpose. It's so aggressively on purpose. So it's whether or not you're into that idea. Mm-hmm. And if you're not into that idea, then you are more than not allowed to like the movie. Yeah. But faulting the movie for that, that's like getting mad at it for having lasers. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's ingrained in what they're trying to do. So if you don't like lasers, you probably shouldn't have gone to go see the new laser movie. Uh, <laughs> that's just that makes, it. You're yeah, right. You know, and there are, there are, the Force Awakens has its problems. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's one of the things. I can't remember who said it, but uh, there was this guy who got called out. He he said the he was defending the Force Awakens a lot when it came out, and then when Jurassic World came out, he was like Jurassic World is a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, "You cut the Force Awakens some slack. Why won't you cut Jurassic World some slack?" And he said it, and it's it's really great. He said Jurassic World is a bad movie that has moments. Mm-hmm. The Force Awakens is a good movie that has problems, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. Totally agree. Yeah, totally and that's agree like that. Jurassic World is like a really shitty movie, but there's a lot of really fun stuff in that. Mm-hmm. I recently rewatched it for our Jurassic Park podcast, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, this sucks, and I'm miserable watching this, but there was like a quick like ten minutes sprinkled in there where I was like, fun. I really like the last 15 minutes of that movie. Yeah, I like the ending and I like the beginning. That's pretty much where I'm at. But it is a slog to get yeah. through like yeah. in the middle. I like being introduced to the world and then I like knowing I'm about to get out of it. <laughs> that, and that's not how it should be. That's, that's not, not how it should that's be, no. Not I should Star want Wars to is. stay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that, but, but yeah, The Force Awakens, like it was the first movie since the Disney merger. So they mm-hmm. had to make something that was familiar to fans. They couldn't just come out of the gate with a Ryan Johnson movie. That's like way different. And like everyone's like, this is not Star Wars. I don't know what this is. So they're just like baby stepping it. Mm-hmm. The first movie is like a homage to what came before, what we liked about it, post prequel age. And The Last Jedi, I feel like, is going to be the step forward yeah. that's, that just puts the series in a whole different perspective than it has been before. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've always planned for. And that's why they played it so safe on The Force Awakens. And that's why it has the nostalgic problems it mm-hmm. has. 
Well, it's uh, everybody says like the the things they don't like about the prequels are the fact that they don't feel like Star Wars well, because they were taking chances. They were doing things that yes. like the chances did not work, mm-hmm. but yeah, at least had to give it to them. They were trying something new, and that's a that's a thing that um, uh, these uh, morons say. About the Force Awakens, where it's like at least the prequels took chances. Oh, I've had several as arguments if, about uh, that. the Force Awakens, as if like the Force Awakens is a scene for scene retread. First off, it's not. It's not. It's not. The whole idea that like certain characters are substituting for other characters makes absolutely no sense, even down to the easiest one, which is Rey as the new Luke. Mm -hmm. Those two characters could not be separate from each other even more. Luke is an impatient little fucking brat Mm -hmm. who doesn't know jack shit, Mm -hmm. and Rey is a very patient, that's like her whole thing, independent, like she, they're just two completely different characters. It makes no sense to compare them. Other than the fact that they are on sand planets and they want to kind of get away. That's just a hero that wants to get off a place that sucks. Mm-hmm. The way I see it, I, if if they change Jakku to be not a desert planet, to be something else, a scavenger planet, maybe just like a desert planet, but it's completely covered with junk. For example, the Thor Ragnarok um, planet. If it was like that, people wouldn't have considered the Tatooine parallels. If you take Starkiller mm-hmm. base out, no one's going to have the Death Star St- argument. Starkiller base, though, is a really stupid one. I don't okay. need it. Okay. No, it's my least favorite Second part. Second Death but Star I st- Return of the Jedi was I pushing still, it already. I still, so like, like, I still like it because it explodes yeah. into a star. That's yeah, fine. And I hope that star is Han Solo's star. Because I think that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, I feel like people would have swallowed it a lot better. Oh, we're definitely was... getting that reveal in Last Jedi hmm? that they call it Han Solo. Like they call it Solo Star. I hope so. Or the I Solo re- System. I really hope they do that because it's it, just name it the Solo System. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I I feel like people would have like swallowed it better if that if that was just like an ice planet that the that the Star Killer base was instead mm-hmm. of instead of just like another Death Star and they like blew up planets another way well it actually was an ice planet that they converted into a death star right, yeah like they right. turned it into but it's like i guess like you're more saying like if it was just an ice planet where they had like a thing that shot something off of it mm-hmm. instead of like turning it into a base yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay it's just a little it's nitpicky yeah. it's like it's right like, and it's i'm a not super, it's i'm a, never gonna hold that against it but yeah. that's one of the ones where i can go yeah that's a problem mm-hmm. like you could have you could have tried something else, but I at the same totally time, agree. too, like introducing new people to the Star Wars, the Star War is sure. like, oh, usually there's big round things that they need to fly around and blow up. Mm-hmm. That's very much a part of what Star Wars is about. <laughs> sure, sure. But, but you, were, you were right by saying like the characters are way different than a new They're one. insanely different. It, Ky- Kylo Ren is completely different than Darth Vader. He wants to yeah. be him, but he is nowhere near yeah. him. And, somebody, and that's his whole point yes. is that like... He's been forced into think forced into thinking that this is the road that he needs to take mm-hmm. in the same way that Luke has been forced into thinking that the light side was the way that he needs to take. And he starts getting tempted. And that's what makes Luke's arc interesting is that mm-hmm. we don't know which way he's going to go because we don't know where his destiny is. Mm-hmm. Does he get to choose? That's the whole point. And at the end, we find out, yes, he does. But now we find out, was that the right choice? Because the story is still going. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's never just like, there's never a bow tied on the Star Wars story. They stand around for uh, like a second on Endor for no reason. 
yeah. and smiling. Yeah. And then it that awkward goes shot away. The yeah, and then it goes away. <laughs> um, but then, like, we find out, oh, no, Princess Leia and Han Solo, actually, uh, that wasn't that healthy of a relationship, which mm-hmm. now that you look back on it, you're like, yeah, that is not a healthy relationship. Completely. They're barely together ever. And when they are, they're constantly fighting. And mm-hmm. yeah, that can be fun for, like, a smoldering romance. But that's not going to fucking last for 30 years in a marriage. No. Unless you absolutely hate each other. Do they have this love for each other that they definitely understand yeah mm-hmm. but i don't think i think one of the things with force awakens that they're trying to put out there is kind of like this almost realistic interpretation of the han solo princess leia love affair which mm-hmm. it was hot and heavy in the beginning but they really both han solo especially is kind of a child and he mm-hmm. would never be able to raise a child and then you couple that with the trauma of losing one of their children to one of it's the only one, right? They only have they they so as far as we know so yeah, far they only have Benjamin. They only have Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's there's interesting things about the Force Awakens and people saying that it sucks and that it's just a car- carbon copy. It's ridiculous. It's just like I, the people who want to who want to stand out from the crowd of a super contrarian thing. Yes. Yeah, they want to be contrarian and they want to be like, "Look at me, I have a different opinion." Mm-hmm. Like, I, and you can you can not like the movie absolutely for any reason. Absolutely, but it's like when I want to, I don't want to just say I like a movie and like goodbye, or the opposite, like I like I don't like a movie goodbye. I want to talk about it, and yeah. I have gotten into tons of conversations and. Even more arguments about The Force Awakens where it's like, why can't you understand where I'm coming from and just go like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I just wish I'd liked it more. You could just say that. I never hear these people say that. I wish I liked it They wanted to not like it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they look for the little things in it that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Raise a Mary Sue. Uh, no, she is I was not. Wondering. And if she is, well, that's, that's then so is everyone else. Because all Star Wars characters are the same because it, they're not well written. That's the whole point. They're well presented. They're well acted. They're well executed. That's it. They're not really well written. Like they're just kind of, everything's bland. You've seen it before. No wonder Force Awakens is a reboot, retread. These stories are constantly doing that. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> I mean, shit. Originally, it was just a Flash Gordon ripoff because George Lucas couldn't get the rights. Yeah. Yep. So, there Sa- you go. Saved by his wife in the edit room. Saved by his wife in the edit room. <laughs> and, oh, man. The whole Ray is a Mary Sue thing originally brought up by everyone's favorite screenwriter with a Twitter account who will – should we just name him? Oh, Max Landis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was, like, the one who really started that I really shit. like Max Landis. He's so fucking off base with this shit. Yeah. He's off totally base agree. with a lot of shit. Yeah, he's off base with a lot of shit. And so, you know, am I going to go see his American Werewolf in London remake? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, he's yeah. remaking his dad's movie. And his father doesn't want him to do it. Yeah, oh of course his father doesn't want him to do it. Because his father has seen his other movies. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but, like, he is what he is. Right. But, yeah, I don't understand how people just hate a movie based on a female character being near a Mary Sue character. And she's like, not even that near a, like, um... She's not. What, like... The, I what always say that. She is, a Mary Sue, here, like, here's the, a Mary Sue is perfect. Yeah, they can't lose. Mm-hmm. She gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Look, that's not perfect. It doesn't matter if every single thing she does before that is perfect, which it's not. And every single thing that she does after that is perfect, which it's also not. If there's just one instance 
where they lose, not a Mary Sue. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole point of one. Mm-hmm. This is like a thing where it's Luke Skywalker has no training and he's able to do all of this shit that mm-hmm. for some reason now automatically he knows about it. But nobody says anything because the movie's old and nobody's brought it up yet. <laughs> but because this movie's new and I'm sorry, I'm going to go there. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, oh, it's flawed. She can't. How can she know how to do that? How can she know how to fly the Millennium Falcon? Her entire character is built around salvaging shit from ships. Yeah. yeah. She's been inside the Millennium Falcon before. She fixed it. She's fl- She's flown it before. She's flown it before. How can she beat Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren is wounded. And we and he doesn't just want to kill saw her. her beat the shit out of five people with a stick. <laughs> yep. Now she's got a laser sword. What is your agenda? What are you trying to do? And I, it infuriates me because the movie is so much fun and it's trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't want to have fun. And I want them to have fun. I agree. Uh, to, for the Kylo Ren fight, he also didn't want to hurt her. Mm-hmm. His it, Snoke wanted her, so his whole purpose was trying to like disarm her and try to like teach her, maybe because he mm-hmm. asked her. He's like, "I can teach you the ways of the Force," so he doesn't want to kill her at all. And but she is going for the throat with him mm-hmm. because he just killed Han Solo, who he, he who she just found is like a like a big mentor figure to yeah. her up until this point. Like an Obi, like an Obi Wan figure, not yeah. exactly no, like one because he doesn't know anything about the Force mm-hmm. or any life lessons really he's she's just he's just giving her a purpose and a gun and furthermore you know that last fight was charged by her emotions like she wasn't thinking that logically she was so angry about han solo's death that she wasn't listening and finn too and and finn she wasn't he, he got spined i from remember a lightsaber. i remember when i saw that man i was like did they just he's fucking dead. kill I john boyega he, yeah i thought he was dead I he got he spined by a lightsaber like you're done spine yes mm-hmm He's fine though. He'll, yeah, he'll, he's, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's got that plot armor. He, he's he's gonna, got it on thick. He's gonna have a jacket that has stitches. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna look badass. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll have like uh, one of those like endoskeletons, like in um, Elysium. Oh, have you seen that cool. where it, like goes and like. I, actually, I wonder if they do. That'd be pretty cool if they do something. Yeah, maybe, like that. maybe. We haven't seen a hell of a lot of him in the trailers. Just well, like little we haven't tiny. Seen a hell of a lot of anyone, which I really like. I love. I it. don't know about you guys. I haven't really watched anything. That's re- been released ever since the big trailer. I watched the two big ones in the theater when the, when they happened, but I haven't seen Yeah, like I watched any... the two big ones, but not like there's one where they're like, ooh, Rey may be tempted in latest clip from Last Jedi. Or... Oh, nah. that, that's just like an see article headlining. Luke, see Luke walk into the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, why would I want to fucking see this shit? It's clickbait. Yeah, it's, that's all yeah. just clickbait. I, oh, all I've, right. I've seen all the trailers and all the TV spots. There's like 15 of them. Yeah, and that's like, the thing I've been. And, I've been and all of the all of like the clickbaity titles are like Evil Ray, and, and it's just taken out of context completely. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah. Well, I mean, this is something too. I think that we discussed a long time ago, back on the first one, about the idea of uh, the story in this trilogy being like we get a Luke Skywalker character that gets turned bad, and we get a Darth Vader character that gets turned good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think might, it's going to be that way. Actually. I don't think so either, but I'm also not against that. Like, no. if that happened, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. bullshit, it's not original. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be interested in seeing that story, but I also think that that's not what Ryan Johnson has in mind. I think be, whatever idea he had was good enough for them to go, you have everything. There hasn't been a 
Star Wars movie made where the writer and director is the same since the original. Mm-hmm. I know I have to count the prequels, but for the love of God, do I? Like, mm-hmm. th- th- like that's George Lucas. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. They've never let anyone besides George Lucas mm-hmm. write the movie and direct it because most of the people that wrote it, like even Lawrence Kasdan, who is a writer-director as well in his own right, he just writes them. He doesn't direct them. Mm-hmm. So for them to do that, he had to come up with something really special. Definitely. And that's this movie. God, I hope so. Yeah. I would have liked to see a Lawrence Kasdan directed Star Wars movie. I think that would be good. We probably well, still will. He, him and his son wrote the Han Solo movie, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm speaking solely directing. Oh, yeah. That. What has he. What that's has soon he, to be turd. We'll have to see. We'll see. We will see, won't we? But. It's not looking good. It's not good. looking good. No. I hope it's good. We'll see how it goes. But. Well, that's that's why I have, I'm hopeful for The Last Jedi, because that, like, had no production problems. Right. That's that that went, like, it's like perfect. Rogue One's going crazy. Yeah. And Episode Nine just lost... Uh, Trevaro and now JJ. Actually, I'm cool with that. I'm totally totally cool cool with with JJ back, to be honest. Um, And uh, same with the Han Solo one. Uh, Lord and Miller dropped off, and Ron Howard came in to save the day. Uh, Maybe Ron Howard will come in and he'll help with the Freddie Mercury movie. (laughs) Brian Singer just got fired from that one. They got a new director already. They did get it. I did read that. That's right. Who'd they get? Dexter Fletcher, I think the guy's name is. Cool name. People were just joking that Dexter Fletcher? Isn't that the guy that owns the uh, 50s restaurant in Attack of the Clones? Oh, is it? (laughs) What? That's... uh, Dexter Fletcher? uh, You're so close to... Jester Dexter? Hold on. Let me fact check this real quick. Jexter? Dexter Jexter? It's so close Dexter to Dexter Fletcher? Is that the guy's name? That's that's not a person's name that directs movies. I'm about to look it up. Dexter Fletcher? Uh, Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, that's his name. Jesus. Yeah, that's I got that right. Hell of a name. That is a hell of a name. Yeah, and then I think the guy's name is like Jaxter Daxter or yeah, something. Yeah, that's it. Jaxter Daxter from Attack of the Clones, who owns a... Earth fifties inspired diner, and he's 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 bros with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's bros with Obi Wan Kenobi. He hey man, in... you want to come over and watch American Graffiti again? He's like no, no. I just want to drink that like blue alcohol, that blue alcohol <laughs> milk that we've had ever since everything else. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, blue alcohol milk. Sure. Yeah, it's good. And like a white Russian, it's like a blue Russian. Oh fuck! There you go. Uh, back to Force Awakens. All right, this is uh, a good enough time as any. Take a quick break real quick, and we'll come back and we'll talk about some more Star Wars. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Mike Burge is popping in real quick to let you know about some other great Star Wars episodes that we have. Uh, we cover Rogue One in our Best of 2017 that you can find way, way earlier back. Uh, Robbie really liked that episode. That really liked that. I guess it'd be a Star Wars story. He liked that Star Wars story. Uh, but we also have uh, myself, Jeremy, and Brian. We talked about Empire Strikes Back and Attack of the Clones and... We talked about uh, the original Star Wars, 
And we also talked about, I think we did one in there where we discussed episode one and episode like one the, and uh, like the, the coming remasters. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we talk about Star Wars a lot. Uh, so you can definitely go back and check those out. They're under the Overdrinkers title and then whatever the category that we're covering. So go back and check those out if you like this one. And then also make sure that you uh, take a look at the hot takes for The Last Jedi, which will probably be dropping within a week from now at the time that we're uh, posting this. So maybe when you listen to it, it'll already be there. So definitely give that a check out. We're going to go in and see The Last Jedi and then come back to the mics and hit it nice and hot. All right. Let's get back to talking about SWTFA. Hello and welcome back to Overdrinkers, talking that Star War. Uh, so we left off, uh, we're, we were tr- attempting to get back to talking about The Force Awakens. And uh, so The Force Awakens is a movie. Uh, It is a movie-ass movie. It's a movie of a fucking movie. uh, We mentioned before, it was the first Disney one. Mm -hmm. Uh, George Lucas had finally sold his his masterpiece rights to Disney. I believe that was in 2012. Mm -hmm. Which he cried about to Charlie Rose (laughs) in a very amazing interview. If you've never seen it. I have. It's phenomenal where he refers to Disney as white slavers and realizes that he did it. And that he can't take it back mm-hmm. and tries to laugh it off while Charlie Rose just sits there and goes, good. That's the sound bite right there. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah. It, I hate that interview. <laughs> that interview is nuts. Uh, he's so sad. And you actually kind of feel bad for him. Hey, he did it to himself. Yeah. He ways. really did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think Kathleen Kennedy could do a better job. Kathleen Kennedy can do a better job. And is doing a better is job. Is doing yeah, a better job. Even if you don't really uh, care for The Force Awakens or Rogue One so far, you have to admit, um, step up from uh, the previous uh, tries. Um, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like with all the production value, not production value, like the production problems that like the, the spinoffs have had recently. Like at least, you know, it's, the, the the main one so far, at least just I'm only going off The Force Awakens at the time of this podcast, have been solid. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it it keeps me like more optimistic for the future. I know a lot of people like to be pessimistic about, oh, Star Wars is going to last forever. It's just it's never it's never going to end. Yeah. Well, and, you know, maybe that might not be such a bad thing because well, they're. Yeah. I mean, it's There's a the lot same of things thing that are not going to end. Yeah. The same thing with Marvel movies. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. they're never going to end. Yeah, they are. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Because um, they're happening right now. It's This is a thing that's happening. And they're, and they're, they're slaying it. Yeah. Who, how are we to judge if uh, 10 years is too long? Nothing like this has ever happened before. Mm-hmm. And if Avengers Infinity Wars trailer dropping is any indication... It's nowhere near over yet because that just broke a bunch of records for being mm-hmm. watched the most time in a 24-hour period. Yeah. That's so, it. Like, so it's not like people are sick of it. Yeah. And the movies are actually are. getting better. Phase one has tons of terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Tons. <laughs> Two. 
<laughs> that's a lot that's a lot yeah, for Marvel you know like and you could say you don't like Thor you'd be wrong you wouldn't be wrong that you like it that you don't like it but like it's a, it's a it's a fine film it's fine it's like uh, it's like Rogue One it's fine it's fine and, and you know fine that final act though that final act yeah <laughs> see I'm always on the opposite with that I always say yeah that final act of Rogue One is what really destroys it all isn't it and everybody else is usually like no that's the fun part and I go, oh, yeah, we just we disagree right there. But yeah, I I don't find it that like. So wait, where does Rogue One fit in the ring theory? And the, uh, you know that bullshit ring theory that they came up with. Uh, I don't know because I know I know so much of the Star Wars history that like the ring theory is uh, just like mm-hmm. it's just like a pathetic excuse for th- trying to understand oh, the lore of Star Wars. Bastards. I thought that the ring theory only applied to the episodes. They like kind of like, they kind of do. Like the Clone so Wars where and does Rebels. Force Awakens fit in there. Have they retrofitted it to include cuz it was made oh, before not. Force Awakens came out? Yes. Because it's true. mainly just the original trilogy. It was, and the, it was, it we've happened, talked about it previously, yeah. right? The Ring Theory. The Ring Theory happened around when Red Letter Media made their prequel right. um, videos. Mm-hmm. And everyone started realizing like the similarities of the prequels and what George Lucas was trying to do with making things rhyme. Because he talked about it in the in, when he made uh, right. Phantom Menace. Right. And, but they quote. took it too far. They took it too far, Where exactly. it's like, he's not like creating fucking stanzas yeah. to rhyme. He's... <laughs> He's just like, oh, we did that before, so why don't we do it again? It's as derp as that. Mm-hmm. Where they in the lot in the scene where he says it's like poetry, it rhymes. The example that he's giving, or the re- why he says that is, he's like, in Phantom Menace, uh, Anakin Skywalker blows up a ship, and he's like, it's like with Luke Skywalker blowing up the, the Death Star. It's a you know, it's like it's like poetry. It rhymes. Like that's where it comes from. He's not like, well, then the mirror of uh, inverted uh, middle section, <laughs> where it doesn't make any sense at all. I really love the ring, the ring theory. I think that that is like the silliest shit. I oh, it's and it's really so silly. long. You like you can read it for weeks. Mm-hmm. You can just keep going back to it and laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like Emperor Palpatine screams. And uh, uh, Chewbacca screams. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they took the time to find a picture of Emperor Palpatine screaming in Revenge of the Sith. And and our, everybody's favorite Wookiee screaming in A New Hope. And then put it side by side. And you're like, I think I know exactly what, what you're talking about. What the fuck are you about. doing? Oh, man. Like when, when, when Chewie's like trying to get the trap in Return of the Jedi. And he's like playing with it. And he's like, uh... And he says, like, and Hansel is like, don't touch that Chewie. He's like, no. And Chewie says, like, uh-huh. And then <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith, when uh, he's about to electrocute Mace Windu, he's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? So, wait, just... so wait, is that supposed to, like, line up? Like, if no. You, mm-hmm. Like, if you put, yes, that's if you what put they're saying. like, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope together, like, the fucking last two episodes of yes. Twin Peaks, like, <laughs> they, they, the easy, nose line easy. up. No Twin Peaks. Oh no, we're not. Yeah, no, no, we're no, not no, going to say yet. anything. But so, so like, what happens if you put all seven Star Wars movies? Like, if you put them all out at the same time? Ooh, that's is fun. There, is, is, is Ooh, that's a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Get them all on VHS tape and get like, uh, get seven. You can't get Force Awakens on VHS though. That's what sucks. Oh. I wish they still made it like an option. 
I mean, I'd pay just, extra. It's just, way, it's just I would, waste money, though. I'd pay extra for a VHS copy just so I could put it with could, all my other ones. Couldn't you, like, put a Blu-ray on and then set up, like, a VHS recorder and then record <laughs> the Blu-ray onto the... <laughs> Onto like the VCR, yep. and then like make your own like custom VHS c- thing of of Force Awakens, like the sleeve, and then like show it there. Yeah, like I guess that. I guess I could. That if, I mean, if that's I, if I had all the time in the world to commit to something like that. I, think <laughs> I, I mean, could that's do that. uh, it's a lot of time to spend on at the end of the day, which is like a shitty, like a shitty like copy of Force Awakens. Like quality-wise. We're here with Michael Burge, resident of Poughkeepsie, New York, who owns the only VHS copy of The Force Awakens. <laughs> you know what I'm the... so proud right now. It's it's like uh, an off-colored BB-8 on the front cover. <laughs> the orange is like a little yellow. Yeah, it's like I printed it out like on a really crappy HP printer. <laughs> you can see like, oh, it needs ink. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the last uh, like mass-produced... Um, VHS movie was no a, his, a history of violence. Oh really? Yeah. Oh good. Fun fact. That's anyway, good. I what? love that movie. Uh huh. I love that movie. That, it's a great movie. It's great. Yeah, that's a fan. I love that movie. Yeah. VHS, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mike, I wanted to ask you how do you, what do you, how do you feel about the opening scene, The Force Awakens, when the First Order come to Jakku to steal the the piece of the map with Poe there. When um just, when just the opening yeah. bombacity uh-huh. of the first scene isn't the first line of the movie this will make everything right yeah this will begin to set things right oh, okay mm-hmm. uh I I mean I guess it's kind of I like it mm-hmm. I guess I mean it's not really standing out to me okay uh I mean that and that's what I can kind of say for the whole mo- the movie as a whole it's like it doesn't really stand out to me as like what's my favorite Star Wars movie or. Mm-hmm. But there's things in it that I really like, and I think altogether it's a fun movie. Like, I watched it again for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, there's a kind of... This is aging in a very odd way, and I thought that it would age poorly. I thought that, like the Marvel movies, the more the more you watch it, the more you start to notice, like, you know, the cracks in the painting and everything. And this was more... I was like, oh, this is kind of, like, becoming a little classical. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like the beginning in the sense where we get... uh um, Lamar Burgess. What? Um, <laughs> that, that's his name in, in uh, Minority Report. In our, yeah, I know. I know. Um, and we get uh, you know, Oscar Isaac is Max wants it out. Pretty good. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. And we get um, Oscar Isaac as Poe, and the BB-8 gets introduced, and we get I get a, I got a bad feeling about this. And and he puts the thing in the droid. He puts the thing say. in the droid, like the thing in the droid from the. It, yeah, it's it's uh it's the beginning of a new hope, only on a planet. Like that's what. <gasps> it, the, I don't but feel it's like, also not yeah. like that's what I'm saying because Kylo They're Ren doing shows it up on purpose, and because Kylo Ren does show just like Darth Vader shows up, but it, and he kills someone, and he kills someone it, just it like does. Darth Vader kills someone. Oh, yeah, he did. That's right. Right. These are there on purpose, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't take away from the fact that it's good because then then the guy gets in an X-wing and, like, tries to fly away. Princess Leia never tries to do that. Mm -hmm. That's it. She can't. Yeah. Uh, And I don't. It also shows, like, um, how much time has passed, like, since Return of the Jedi in that it shows, like, how much more like uh the force has been understood and mm-hmm. how like specifically with kylo ren like that scene where he catches the blaster oh shit in, really cool. in midair it's really cool it's it's really cool and it also shows like how much like the force has been understood mm-hmm. since since then and how much more of a threat kylo ren is because mm-hmm. like in terms of the force he's probably even more 
powerful than Darth Vader ever was. Um, his... not yet, but he's he could get there. Yeah, because he's, he's, not, he's not refined. He he's not refined. He doesn't have like um a focus point for his power. But his he's conflicted. But his potential. Oh yeah, his potential is massive. is like through the roof. I think that we don't want to confuse uh, capabilities of like the technology to be able to present how they use the force mm-hmm. as evidence that they are better at the force I than agree. somebody that was made back something that was made back in the eighties. Well, I'm I'm not saying like just technology wise. I'm saying right. like narratively. No, that's and that's what I'm saying. It's like they can make it look really cool by stopping a laser beam, but that's not to say that Darth Vader could never do that before. They just didn't do it because they didn't know how to make it look good while making the movie. Yeah, and so in Empire Strikes Back, he just like stops them in his hand and like catches them. Yeah, and just catches them. Yeah, and he's just like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, uh, and that's the other thing about uh the fact that Kylo Ren is not like. <sighs> What's your train of thought? It's no, I'm trying to figure out how to word this okay. without making it sound like I'm just repeating myself from before. It's that Kylo Ren is not fully formed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks that he is, and that's his whole character trait, which is what's leading people to think that perhaps he'll learn that, like, oh, maybe I fucked up and I shouldn't be doing this, I'm being manipulated, and that Ray. You know, she's like, you've heard the idea that she's uh, like Anakin reincarnated. Sure. And that she's like yeah. a virgin the same way. I've, yeah, I mean, sure. I've heard dozens of theories. Dozens. Of where dozens. Right. has I, come from. Yeah. And it's I like. I hate that theory. I mean, it's it's <laughs> the only one that I'm like, all right, at least that's kind of cool because I'd like Ray to be separate from everybody else. And that's mm-hmm. the only way where it's like, well, I guess she needs to be connected. Like, she, they wanted to be Obi-Wan's daughter. And I'm like, stop. That doesn't make any no. sense. But the Anakin thing does make a lot of sense. Somebody brought it up to me, and when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, that's why she would react like that to the lightsaber. That's why she would see the things that she sees, which are all things that Anakin saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why she would hear Obi-Wan say, these are your first steps, because that would be something that he would have said to Anakin mm-hmm. a long time ago or would have said to him right now. I don't know. It makes sense, but at the same time, it don't. Uh, the reason she sees all those visions is because it's what the lightsaber has been through. Right. It's like the the, the crystal telling its story to mm. Ray. Because that's that's exactly what that vision is. Cause but every, doesn't she also see like her getting her left on the too. island? She yeah. sees her past and the crystal's past. Yeah, because okay. she's awakening to the force because the lightsaber awakens her. And the crystal is like got a thing going on with it. Yeah. Which I think we're going to find out a lot about in The Last Jedi because mm-hmm. they're bringing up that whole image of the uh, the laser blast from the lightsaber sword on the original Star Wars uh, marketing campaign mm-hmm. is on the book or something that Luke has. Oh. That's the original, like, burst. Re- oh, that's, that's really coming cool. From, yeah, and it's like oh, it's wait. that same symbol. You know you, exactly you, what I'm talking about. Are you talking about, about the, the bookshelf kind of deal? He's got like a bookshelf kind of deal, and then and there's has, a like, the symbol. Lightsaber. Yeah, and there's a symbol on it that has like the lightsaber. It's the uh, symbol visage. of the Jedi Order. Yes. Yeah. And they're going to be kind of, and I, I thought maybe that would be them talking about the crystal a little more, and they would say, why did this I happen so. when I touched it? Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, I'm Mark Hamill. Yeah, he would say things, <laughs> not that, but he would say things in that voice because mm-hmm. yeah, he's grumpy Joker. Luke Skywalker yeah, now. Gr- yeah. Grandpa Luke. Um, 
Okay, I guess that makes sense then. I, I mean, that's the whole thing, and, and that's another one that people don't like about The Force Awakens is that it doesn't um, – there's too much mysteries. It's J.J. Abrams' mystery box stuff. That's what I it's, love it's, about it's, it. And it's, it's the, like that's the whole point of a trilogy. It's, it's, not, it's not a movie just by itself. It's part one yes. of a – of like a three-part story, yeah, like exactly. a lot of a lot of times when you know people talk about the original Star Wars trilogy, they they mostly talk about the trilogy as a whole, yep. not just um, you know the movie separately. Because imagine like uh, like just thinking about a new hope by itself and how many questions that movie doesn't answer. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and it like ties it off with a bow at the end in like a nice way where it's like, well, that could be the end of the movie, but we're not going to go into everything else anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't know if they were going to make more. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the opposite of what the force awakens is where it asks all these questions and ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Cause they know they're going to make more, which makes it not like a new hope. Mm-hmm. Right. Weird. <laughs> Maybe it isn't ah, as much the, like the, the biggest and best cliffhanger I've ever seen. It's good movie. stuff, man. It's just, uh, just the whole the whole musical uh, lead up to Ray walking up the stairs. Mm-hmm. I just I have goosebumps every time I hear that. Yeah, it's... I just love it. No word is spoken. The, you can't you can't get like a sci fi movie where a whole scene is just amazing and they don't speak a word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I mean, uh, sci-fi would probably it's be rare. the one genre that you would get something like actually, that out yeah, of. Yeah, actually, I, I don't. I, I've never considered Star Wars sci-fi. No, it's fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I know it's, what you meant, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's Star Wars is never quiet. Right. It's it never, bombastic. It never and, takes yeah. time to breathe. Also, mm-hmm. so there's there's no real science in the fiction. It's yeah, like, it's magic. Mm-hmm. It's magic. Like, all the. All that stuff. All the all the technology just works. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's they not, don't they don't ne- like really explain any of yeah. that. That's like people. What is it? Uh, I also hear uh, um, John Boyega as uh, Finn, and he's a stormtrooper, but like he gives up and he runs away. Mm-hmm. And you would think that like that would be that's an amazing idea that you would you would uh, humanize. Not just one stormtrooper, but by making a stormtrooper a main character and seeing where they come from, what their motivation is, you therefore humanize all stormtroopers mm-hmm. and changing the way that we interpret them. That's a great idea. But they also say it's like it doesn't make any sense. People say it doesn't make any sense because they're like, aren't they clones? No. no. And then I know that. I, oh, don't look at me like that. I know this. I know. I know. Okay. But people get into that and they're yeah. like, what are you – what are you doing? That's not. That's not what you haven't been following. What's going on? Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. This is not as long ago. That's that's a line in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, our boy General Hux, like brings up the clones, which and I it's love. Just him like, in this movie too. Oh, oh, oh my! Oh, yeah. Hux, Hux's speech before they blow up the mm-hmm. Republic. I just love where it. where he's just over the top. Grand he, Moff Tarkin. He's just he's just killing it. I love how evil that guy is. Mm-hmm. He even looks like Grand Moff Tarkin. A little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, he he's just completely. I feel like that line was put in to just shut down fans. And I was like, nope, th- none of these guys are clones. These are all just people. Yep. Deal with it. And Let's they're move like on conditioned. The mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, he's got to fight that one with like a with a six stick. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I I feel like that makes sense though. Like making technology to fight lightsabers. Yeah, for sure. Like I in the time span where there have been no Jedi. There still but, could be lightsabers. But Kylo Ren has a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the only one. 
Yeah, I know, but they still need protection. It's it's better to From Kylo it's Ren? better no, to just just melee protection. It's better to have sure. it and not need it than I mean, to not have it. You know what I mean? It's it's always weirded me out when they have things that can stop lightsabers, like in Revenge of the Sith and stuff. General Grievous, like his oh, the goons shock staffs, have yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I, I guess so. That's fine. Like, yeah, you would in that time it makes sense because there would be Jedi all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. we need to fight these Jedi that got these like laser. And the swords. technology would still exist into, the and neutral. it would still exist in that. It's I'm more like it looks stupid. Okay, and it like it like swings around like a weird tomfa. <laughs> it is a tomfa. It's a tomfa <laughs> six stick. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> like, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you're into that. Which actually, now that I say it out loud, I am kind of into it's that. It's pretty a cool. Six sticks time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, you, have, you you just changed my mind. I I, I digress. They it have, is pretty they cool. have these like electric axes in the new movie instead of the tonfas. Mm-hmm. So those are gonna look cool. Yeah, and and you. Oh, shit. Well, I just to, lost my thought. Sorry. <laughs> we're kind of that, we're that, playing this one loose. That argument that clones like have to be like one way yeah. is doesn't make sense to me because I've seen the Clone Wars TV show mm-hmm. and they humanize every character of the clone. They're, the, they're all the clone of the same person, Jango Fett, but they're all completely different. They all have their own different personalities. And it's amazing because it, it humanizes these almost robot things that there's just the robots versus the clones but the clones are actually human they Mm -hmm. actually live and breathe they have wants they have desires and that's kind of like that would be like a sci-fi angle of this where like you know not in the sense that like there's any science to the fiction but like in the sense of where you're kind of discussing like what is humanity if we've cloned all of these people and like they can go through their own experiences up to a certain point because don't they like age them yeah, they're like they're, they they age very quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which means they die very fast. Yes. I would imagine. What's yeah. the time span on these guys? Uh, so uh, the oldest one is Rex, and he is at the same time of like A New Hope, and that's like thirty years. So he's like fifty, and he looks like he's like eighty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's probably got, like, like a little, beard. like a little over doubled. Yeah. Okay, that's probably a fault of the uh, of the cloning program. Well, they, they're 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 aged faster, so they can become adults faster. Yeah, so they can be yeah, it's, and mass produced because they they figured they would just keep making them, yeah. but then they stopped making them because yeah, the empire took over, and they're like, we don't need. They them stopped anymore. making them because they because of their independence that they had. Mm-hmm. The the empire phased them out because they they weren't obedient, and most of the most of the clones that took out their inhibitor chips that made them do Order sixty six mm-hmm. uh, left the. Imperials immediately. Oh, like this it. is all fun stuff. You should watch Clone Wars. I know. I and want watch to watch Rebels. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I really, do, I do want to watch Clone Wars and Rebels, especially since talking with you guys about it on this because it's and George Lucas made great. Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. It was his baby. Mm-hmm. All of that is like his design and Dave Filoni, who's the other director. Mm-hmm. So it was the last thing that George Lucas got to make for Star Wars, and I think it's way better than the prequels. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like George Lucas. I just think he's made some really shitty decisions. Oh, he's made terrible decisions. Yeah, uh, like really bad ones that have like ruined everything <laughs> that's ever happened. He's still a member of the Brad Pack, though. He calls those fires in California. Was it like Princess Leia? No, 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 no. The Brat Pack was like a uh, like a group of of directors in the 1970s that were all friends with each other in California. It was George Lucas, Zotrope, Zotrope Productions. That's uh, I don't know if they called them the Brat Pack. 
I think that because I just because Brat the, Pack was like the eighties, like Molly Ringwald. Maybe it, maybe it was the them. Rat Pack, or it was some kind of pack. But yeah, but it I was, watched. It was I like watched Coppola, the um, De Palma. Yeah, all I those watched guys. the uh, the Spielberg mm-hmm. um, documentary on uh, HBO, which is really mm-hmm. good. It's great. Yeah, it and, really is good. And he, uh, Brian De Palma, shared this anecdote where he was the one that suggested to George Lucas that that he should make the um, the title crawl. Oh really? Because That's because awesome. when because when George Lucas showed showed like Steven Spielberg and Brian De Palma and Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese like a, an original rough cut of Star Wars where the action scenes were supplemented with World War Two uh, stock footage because mm-hmm. those the the effects weren't done mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> Brian De Palma was like, "What the hell is happening? I don't know what's going on. Who's the furry guy?" <laughs> so he so he suggested to George Lucas to put the opening crawl in. Mm-hmm. To like give more context to what's going on, mm-hmm. and now it's you know it's still a staple now. It's in mm-hmm. Force Awakens to this yeah, day. Yeah, Brian De Palma's a crazy motherfucker too. Yeah, yeah, for He'd sure. He'd be like, I know it sounds weird, but mm-hmm. it'll work. Mm-hmm. And then Lucas just gets famous. From it. So, speaking of George Lucas' bad decisions, I watched this uh, this like conference that one of the original art worker uh, uh, artists that worked on Revenge of the Sith came forward with some ideas that they were planning on doing. And when, at the end of the, the movie, when Obi-Wan tells Padme that Anakin's turned to the dark side, he's killed younglings, uh, and that he's with the Chancellor, they're going to th- overthrow the Republic, Padme is just, like, pissed beyond belief. And he actually, she actually goes to Mustafar to kill Anakin. She brings a knife with her. And she, and she would, like, get closer and actually try to kill her. And when, he tr- and when she tries to, he goes after her and force chokes her, and that's what makes her die. Mm. How much more epic would that would have been? Oh, you could have, you really could do anything to Revenge of the Sith to make it more epic. Oh, yeah, sure. You put a dog in it and it's more <laughs> epic, man. That movie I feel so bad about. That's the one that makes me feel the, the, the saddest because they were really trying mm-hmm. with that one. They were really trying to go out on a bang and you can tell that they did it. They, they made it shorter. I, we talk briefly, me and Robbie, in Wait the a, Murder on the Orient Express podcast, of all things, we talked about how uh, it was like the Justice League, mm-hmm. where the Justice League took the things from Wonder Woman and Man of Steel and BVS DOJ and attempted to like make it work in something like, took all of the criticisms to heart and tried to make something, and it just fucking fell apart because... <laughs> It lost the one thing it had, which was like intent, integrity, mm-hmm. where they, they thought that what they were doing was right. So when you do that, even a movie like BVS DOJ, which is an absolute just like train wreck, mm-hmm. it feels like the same train crashing from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Justice League, it feels like you're cutting between these different trains that are all crashing in different directions and for different reasons. Yep. But they're all crashing nonetheless, just at different times and different places. And it's the same thing with Revenge of the Sith. It's it's really sad because you're like, oh, that's kind of a that's kind of a cool idea. That's kind of a cool idea, but it's not. And that's that's also like that's a really interesting idea. And you totally could have gone places with that, but you didn't. And it it, it feels really sad. But. Going back on topic, in the case of Force Awakens, they do Which have a, a they do have a, a lot of good ideas that they do follow through with. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Most notably, uh, the scene in the in the middle, and like the scene that the when I when, scene. yeah, the scene where <laughs> that always like dies. 
Yeah, that makes like my rewatching of Force Awakens like harder. Like I almost like consider skipping that scene. It's the one where like they meet up with Han Solo and the was it the Wrath the Wrath Tars? Yeah. They're on and, Han Solo's like And freighter. like the movie just goes in a completely left direction and then they just get chased by JJ Abrams tentacle monsters mm-hmm. for for 10 minutes and it just it completely halts the story. But whenever when that finishes, it's back to being good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's back to being good and fun. It's 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 just a very weird tangent that doesn't really affect the story as much as they yeah. dedicate time to. I, I think yeah. they should have taken the Rathars out and had them being chased by the raid guys. Sure, because they they hired the the Indonesian actors from the raid mm-hmm. who are unbelievable martial artists, physically capable actors, and they have them say a line. And then they just immediately get eaten. Mm-hmm. Like well, what? I, no, they didn't all get eaten. Not all of them, they, but like they, I'm, they'll probably show up in nine. Maybe, maybe, definitely. That'd be cool. It's a, t- something to pay that that scene off. Yeah, like please. But yeah, that's y- definitely the weakest part of the movie is the rats. Yeah, scene. I mean, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that that I could take or leave it. I don't need it really. It's mm-hmm. mainly just kind of a. Oh, we're back with Han Solo. Yeah. Goofy time. And that's it. It's for yeah. Ray and Finn to help out each other. And... Yeah. I'm also not a big fan. Like, that's... And that one's got a lot of, like, the weird uh, humor stuff in it. I'm not a big fan of a lot of a lot of the weird jokes that are in this movie. I like the humor and I like keeping it lighthearted. But there are a couple jokes where I'm like, get that out of my Star Wars movie. The, you you know got what? a boyfriend? Cute yeah, boyfriend? Yeah, I was about to what say. What are you doing? Who put that in? Who put that in? That was a little, like, off tone. Don't need it. I mean, again, and that's that was that's just not being awkward because he's never right. talked to anyone. This is not make or break. Yeah, yeah no, 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 not this at is all. not make or break at all. This is like, yeah, sure. I, I probably, I would have preferred it if he didn't say something that's stupid. But yeah, but it's those, it's those little scenes that like the the contrains like to hold on to and right. like try to bring the movie down. Yeah, and it's fine. You is... can not like the movie. Oh, it's, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why if you don't like the movie and you're listening to this right now and all of the things that we are saying. Make no and sense. making fun of are things that you say and you're getting mad. You're getting mad because I don't know. I don't even know if you're getting mad. I don't even know if anybody's listening to this. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Like, Anyone out there? Yeah. Hello? Hello? I just, JJ, I, 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 dig, I dig The Force Awakens. <laughs> and I dig it a lot too. I dig it. Like, uh, I don't I think it's the most it. perfect movie in the world, but I'll also tell you, I don't think it's the worst movie in the world. I think it's got problems, but I don't think those problems are enough to make me just completely um, disregard it mm-hmm. and say like, oh, it's a piss of it. Movies have problems. It happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... Especially when you're trying to make a movie that's supposed to be as like acceptable, like approachable by all of these different types of people. The mm-hmm. entire world. The entire world needs to be able to approach this movie and meet it on its own grounds. And so people that – and the, to bring it all the way back to one of the first things we were talking about when we started this. Everybody got mad at the prequels because they weren't Star Wars enough. So now they just made a movie that is just super Star Wars. It's yeah. based on Star Wars. All they do is use Star Wars stuff and Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's not good enough either. You're like fucking, you're like Goldilocks with this shit. Like, oh, this porridge isn't Star Wars enough. Oh, this <laughs> porridge is too Star Wars. Like, come on, just relax and just like watch them fight with the laser swords. <laughs> Yeah, and then argue totally and argue about lore for hours and hours. Argue and about hours. some lore. I argue about the porgs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also like. Um, I know some people get mad about. 
Why would Kylo Ren worship Darth Vader if he's the one that destroyed the Emperor and the Empire? To which I say, he obviously doesn't know that. Yeah. Yes. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Because they would hide it. The whole mystery of Luke Skywalker. Some some people I don't think understand. They don't have the same... uh, so and the people in the Star Wars universe don't understand. They don't have the same bird's eye view that we had mm-hmm. of the Star Wars so- of the Skywalker saga. I mean, shit. Even some people in the universe don't even fully believe that Luke Skywalker was a real person. Right? They wouldn't because he's never like he's never like stood in front of like CNN or something and just been like, yeah, I just took down that. That gigantic, uh, what are we calling them? AT-ATs? What? <laughs> AT-ATs? That what we're calling them? I took that thing down. at There you go. Yeah. That, um, in one of the books that happens uh, shortly before The Force Awakens, Bloodline, we learn that uh, uh, Ben Solo never knew that Darth Vader was his grandfather until it was announced to the world. You mentioned this before, yeah. That Princess Leia is related to Darth Vader. And in, it, in a it, smear campaign against exa- Princess Leia. Exactly. And because he was so isolated from both his parents and he's learning with Luke and he finds out that his grandfather was like one of the most powerful dark side users ever. And it just, it's all, it's a lot to think about. Absolutely. Your, your mother's the leader of the Republic and the Resistance your grandfather was the most supreme evil bad guy ever. Mm-hmm. And who people don't know about his turn and, at the end. And you don't learn about any of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think Luke told him that he killed the Emperor. Yeah. Probably not. No. Because only Luke really knows that. He's mm-hmm. the only one that witnesses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's possible he didn't even tell anybody else. He probably told Leia, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's very possible because that Va- he Vader didn't, was though. evil. Yeah. So it's better to just say that Luke killed him. Right. And it's just better for everybody to think that Darth Vader was a bad guy, and at the end, and nobody knows that it's his dad except for uh, he tells Leia, right? He tells Leia, yeah. Um, and I guess Han would eventually be let in on it, yeah. unless they're dicks, I, and they wouldn't tell. I don't, I don't know. Didn't they kind of allude to it in Force Awakens that that uh, Han knew? He's about got it? Yeah, he's got to know. He's, he's yeah. he knows at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like he like. I don't think his line, it's true, all of it, wouldn't have as much weight to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's if, a great line. If, if, uh, if he didn't know about all yeah. that stuff. I mean, it's, you know, to, to bring this to a wrap, uh, The Force Awakens is was exciting enough for me where I am so excited for The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it's Ryan Johnson writing and directing it, but if it had been someone else, whether an unknown or I probably wouldn't be as excited if J.J. Abrams was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this breather. I'm I will take him over Alex Trevorrow any day of the fucking week. Colin Trevorrow. Is it Colin, Colin Trevorrow? Trevorrow? I call him like Alex Tre- Trevorrow, Trevorrow all Trevorrow. the time I, because I just Trevorrow. don't know who the fuck this guy is anymore. Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek <laughs> is not directing episode nine. That's good. Um, he should stick to hosting Jeopardy. He's good. Yeah, at he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for a long time. Long he he should time. be good at it. Um, 
And I, it's the Force Awakens is like uh, I think it's only going to get better with age, as far as I'm concerned. I think people are going to look back on it differently once the trilogy completes. Absolutely, and, and even and even then, I just have that great memory of just seeing it in the theater and just the pure energy that mm-hmm. was in the theater. I'm like, really excited to see that again the, the, this week. The theater that that I went to is usually not really like a busy one. But during The Force Awakens, that shit was packed to the brim, and people were excited. People were ye- were yelling. There was like 20 minutes of commercials before the movie started, and people were getting like really antsy. Oh, my god! And like they, they were like yelling at the screen, show the movie! Mm-hmm. Kind of like children with Coco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys experienced that. Yet. I've talked about it on some other podcasts. They do about 20 minutes of trailers and then they do about a 22 minute short from frozen mm-hmm. and then a five minute interview with the directors of coco so almost an hour passes before the coco even mm-hmm. starts yeah i heard like and children are just like ah, like yeah. they're gonna you can't you can't keep kids little especially little kids sitting unless unless they really like frozen then they're gonna be all about it yeah no they were screaming yeah coco i hear, I hear it's like terrible like michael fassbender is trying to find like a snowman killer like why would you <laughs> why would you put that before coco like that doesn't mm. like that's crazy mm. why would you do that yeah. i hear it's like the I worst got you. I, yeah. Yeah, I, got it. <laughs> I, I got it you got it i got it it's great but yeah anyway so so like when when those when like the Lucasfilm logo like fluttered onto the screen and everyone then, freaked and out and then in a galaxy far far away like without when, 20th Century Fox too which is always yeah. so weird to yeah me. it's still yeah. weird to me to see that without the I can't believe it they also want to release the original movies and they yeah. want to release the original movies which they already pretty much have all of the bona fides too they're just like kind of dotting the i's and crossing the t's I don't think that they need to acquire all of Fox, if not even just a tiny bit of Fox, to be able to do that. I think they're ready to go mm-hmm. on the um, mass production of like DVDs and Blu-rays of the original cuts of the original trilogy. I'm th- pretty sure they're good to go. Maybe they it has to, to do be. with doing it in uh, uh, theaters. Actually, actually, now that I think of it, I, don't think, I still think they're not going to release the original cuts. Because I think Kathleen Kennedy promised George Lucas that they wouldn't do that. <sighs> Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't even like Star Wars. <laughs> I like Star Wars and I want it. Why Why is she treating him so nice? He, he gave the whole shebang to her. I don't want... I mean, when you, when you give... <laughs> he hates it. When you give a gift to somebody, you're not like, oh, you can only use it like this yeah, way. Right. <laughs> you can only do this with the gift that I gave you. You can only use it on Wednesdays. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to have it every other day of the week, too, so... Probably it's not gonna... even a gift. Like, like, like she bought it. Yeah, she bought it. <laughs> like, it wasn't a gift at all. Like, it's mine now. Yeah, you, like, fuck off. None of these caveats. All we need is him, like, to do another, like, interview, like... Where he calls Kathleen Kennedy a white slaver. Oh my god! And then she'll be like, "Oh, here's the original cuts on TV. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be so we're great. We're giving out the first ten thousand copies free because we're fucking Disney. Wow, it's a drop in the bucket. Well, yeah. I'm excited about the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, uh, I, I have this immense feeling of vertigo. The past couple yeah. of days leading up to this, because I don't want to get spoiled. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to tell me their opinion of the movie. Yeah, I'm I'm staying off of uh, untrustworthy sites. Yes, of I'm course. pretty much I'm kind of sticking away from Facebook and stuff. Even though like I'm probably not going to see something there. It's just somebody would share the wrong fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But like, told you so. 
I'm just like, Luke Skywalker dies in Last Jedi. And you're like, oh, thanks, Mark. <laughs> um, Han Solo dies again in The Last again, Jedi. Yeah, he comes back. Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg shares Playing... some of like, the most spoilery stuff. Oh, he DMs God. me all these all the spoilery stuff because he knows I like movies so much. He spoiled the social network. He spoiled you. Murder on the Orient Express for me. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, joining me. Hercule um, Pedro solving you. Luke Skywalker's mm-hmm. murder. Yeah. For a second, I thought you said Mark Zuckerberg was playing Luke Skywalker. And I'm no, trying, that's, I'm just... Jesse, that's Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> it's Jesse Eisenberg, man. He's, he's the man. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Really appreciate it. It's always fun to get together and talk about some Star Wars. Uh, we got a really special one for the next one lined up. We won't spoil it here, oh, but yeah. we'll... Uh, that's going to be one that you're not going to want to miss. So definitely um, check out The Last Jedi when it comes out mm-hmm. this Friday. Or not. Or don't if you're not into it. And you listen to this almost hour and a half podcast of Star Wars and you don't want to see the new Star Wars movie come out. <laughs> I seriously have much worry for yeah, you. Yeah. If, if you like The Force Awakens, uh, leave us a comment. Uh, or at us on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon. That's where we get all of our all of our big play. You can also find us on Facebook, or you can get in touch with us and read more articles and reviews and listen to more podcasts via our website at storyscreenbeacon.com. Uh, and that's about all I got for Star Wars. So, uh, Jeremy, Brian, thanks again for joining me. Thanks, Robin. Happy to be here. And we will catch you later. In a different world where there's at least one more good Star Wars movie. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty sure. I would place my bets on that. I, I would as well. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks. Are you for the big, Mike? What's for the big? <laughs> oh God, we gotta show. There's a uh, there's this um, there's this dub of Revenge of the Sith where these guys. Oh yes, a I know exactly yeah, the, what you're talking about. The Japanese about. English dub. Yep, Chinese. Oh, Chinese. Yeah. There's okay. there's uh, somebody went through and they did all of them, and they'll take all of the biggest moments of the prequels mm-hmm. and they'll put them back to back, and you'll hear English, Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, German. All these different ones. Mm-hmm. What's I am the big though? What is the, it's? Uh, it's like it's like the scene where um, in in like the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin and Obi Wan are about to fight Dooku, and like they're talking to the chancellor. and they're talking to the Chancellor, and they're, he's like warning him not to fight, and and like <laughs> and his Chancellor's like he be careful, he is the big, <laughs> and Obi Wan's like Mister Speaker, we are for the big. <laughs> There's another one where they're flying in the in the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith when they're having the space battle, and Obi Wan just says, "Do you fuck on I? Do you fuck on I? Do you fuck on I? Like I? No, on, no, on, no, on like me. On me. Like, do, yeah. you fuck... do you fuck on I? Yeah. Do you fuck on I? That's the answer. <laughs> I don't... Good kind of. It's a rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs>